Welcome back to the General Admission Podcast with John and Tim. I'm Tim. Sitting across from me is John. Today we are very privileged to have our first guest, uh, Jake Hoffman, who is a musician uh, currently living in Brooklyn. He also happens to be family as he is my wife's cousin. And uh, we're very honored to have him in here today. We're going to talk yep. about his uh, life as a musician and, and where he intends to go with it and what his hopes and dreams are. We're going to get into all that stuff. So uh, welcome, Jake. It's good to have you here, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, yeah. man. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely cool to have somebody with real music experience. You know, we've done quite a few episodes on music, whether it's yeah. our favorite artists, our favorite bands. Our musical influences growing up, our current musical influences. We did an episode of Spotify on the Spot yep. where we dug into each other's Spotify's of what we're listening to and what's in our search history and stuff. Yep. So having an actual musician, because neither of us are musically talented. No, not really. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, you said you were briefly in a band. I was for a week and a half. Week and uh, a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah, called Get Your Face Out of My Face. What'd you play? <laughs> Guitar. Nice. Yeah. And you haven't heard of them? No. Yeah, really? Somehow, no. Jeez. Well, that was back in like eighth grade, so that would have been like oh 1994, 95. Bro, I wish there was a recording of that. Okay. Yeah, there were no recordings. I don't yeah. even know if they had recording devices back then. No, no. But yeah, it didn't last long. Jesus um, Christ. But yeah, no, it is cool to have somebody here get a little bit of perspective and, and, and discuss like what it's like, you know, because it's obviously a, a competitive industry but it's also so creatively driven that you know it has to you have to keep finding that inspiration um and then finding you know a way to get yourself out there nowadays there's some easier paths to that i would think but there's also some challenges too because of how many people there are trying to do the same thing yeah it's pretty strange it's yeah a strange time how have you now you released an album your first album, right? In 2022? Just came out last year? Yeah, last year. And it's self-titled? Yeah. Or no, it's Reflection, actually. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, EP is self-titled. Yeah. Yes. And then, um, any significance to the the all caps in the uh, title Reflection? Uh, nah, more just an attention grab. Yeah. Like, because the only thing I was thinking was, like, that there's a title track called Reflection, right. and that one is just regular capital R. Yeah. So I wanted to just put a little bit of separation between those two okay so going back like let's before we get into like your album and everything what is your like earliest musical influence or musical memory that you have the earliest one uh there's a few so really early on um i loved Folsom prison blues um and i would just keep hitting rewind on the cd player i was like maybe three years old yeah. just to hear the horn riff in the beginning yeah and that was like that was good uh i love fantasia as a kid the yeah. disney movie and like that's i love that music mm -hmm. um and then probably when i was like four or five or something like i like i remember loving the beach boys okay yeah yeah and then when i was like 10 it was my first taste of hard rock i okay. like saw uh it was Aerosmith at the Rock and Roller Coaster in Disney, oh, and I was like, I didn't go on any rides. It was never, I haven't been a thrill ride guy until recently, and then, so I was like in the gift shop there, and I just saw Steven Tyler, like the fucking ragdoll music. I can curse, right? Yeah, you okay, can. I saw like uh, the ragdoll music video on this big screen. Yeah, and I'm like, like 
never seen anything like yep. it. And I was like, wow, that's that's the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you remember that video? Uh, no. I remember it's it. Great. I remember it's funny because that. I'm much older than you, but I remember that song vividly when it came out. It was like one that me and my sister always watched MTV to wait for that song to come on. That's that song is just so mm. freaking cool, man. That's... Yeah, I remember the roller coaster. Yeah, because yeah. I don't do roller coasters. I don't do thrill rides. I've I've done Space Mountain because it's indoor, so yep. you can't see how high up you are. Right. right. Um, and I don't do um, Tower of Terror. So mm. yeah, multiple I've times I've been to Disney World, I'll stand outside Tower of Terror and wait for friends or family. Oh, and Rock and Roller yeah. Coaster is yeah. right next to it, yeah. just to the left. Yep. So yeah, that's a bitching ride, actually. I'm I'm not gonna lie, that's a fun ride. But that's funny that that's like your first exposure, really, to Aerosmith. Was, that was heavy mm-hmm. music. Was like yeah. that was yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I guess uh, my cousin Colleen actually introduced me to um, uh, Simple Plan when okay. I was really young, and that was like heavy guitars but i wasn't like i don't think my my mom would let me get like records like that right i could see these like that until i started playing yeah because at that point it was kind of like well he's got to be able to listen to whatever right but before that it was more like you know limewire was really good to me oh yeah so, limewire uh, was the shit limewire Napster. Oh. oh yeah that was like yeah. a dream when you realize you can get all this oh, freaking yeah, music sure. right at your feet. It took like an hour Except, and a half to download a song. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you can download then. a million things and they're like, all right, you there's an ad. Uh, great. Guns and Roses. Right. But also at the same time, back in that day, you could only fit like 10 songs on a hard drive. Right. Right. Because right. yes. the damn files were so yeah. big and the hard drives were so small. But what small. we would do is you would just burn them onto a CD. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was like the cool. Yes. I remember you like. You could get 10, 20 songs. Picking the song CD. order so that there was a flow, even though it was all different bands. Yeah. And then I would design my own CD cover yep. and print it out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Yep. Dude, that oh, was man. the best i man. still have blank cds yeah. in the cabinet yeah i still say never, cd never other make than, any cds but other than record cds is the best sound to me like yeah. you Same. notice so many little subtleties yeah. when you listen to a cd that you don't pick up on like a mp3 or anything mm. like that yeah whenever i'm in like a, a place in my life when i have a car i don't have a car now because it's a city but right cds there's just stacks in, in a car yep. Yep. used bin like two dollars each classic albums mm-hmm. great yep yeah those were the days man how old were you like how old were you when LimeWire was a thing? You must have been like a kid. Like yeah, I was downloading. I was probably like somewhere eight, nine, ten. That's great. Something yeah, around that. Yeah. When, when, yeah. when were you born? Uh ninety six. Ninety six. All right. Man, oh man. Yeah. That was around in 06. Yeah, I guess so. Oh yeah. yeah. After after, yeah. after high school for us. Yeah. yeah. So early two thousands. Yeah, so I graduated mid- high school in ninety seven. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> ninety nine. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Um, did you have? Did you draw any influence? Like, were your parents big into music? Um, I think your dad plays a little bit, right? Uh, he played a little bit. He played more as a kid, and okay. like now he messes around and like he can play Yankee Doodle. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, no, they both really like music. Okay. Um, so that was there, but I was the one who's like, like, whoa. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of found your own you know musical interests just from just experimenting with everything that you were were seeing at the time and exposed to and then yeah just branch out from there right yeah yeah uh, yeah a lot of it i was trying to find my own thing whatever i was doing i was trying to find my own thing right but it was yeah yeah you know you, you see like that it's affecting people and then you get affected by it and it's like oh well that sounds Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. I guess people are making that stuff. I I could make that stuff maybe. Yeah. If I just you know get 
the right tools. Yeah, absolutely. When did you first pick up an instrument, and what instrument was it? Um, first instrument I really played was piano. And okay. it was like I would mess around on my grandparents' piano, just like really young, slamming keys and stuff. And I always <laughs> liked that. And then I had a, a bad teacher who was just not bad, but just incredibly strict, not my style. Um, and that kind of turned me off from it for, for a few years. That was around probably like probably like six, seven, eight, probably around the time I was discovering like heavy music. And like, yeah, like. Some old Russian lady is not going to teach me how to play Aerosmith the right way, like on a piano. So right, right. So it turned me off from the whole thing, and then, um, yeah, and then Guitar Hero. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. I was like twelve. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got the rock band. Oh, yeah. I play. So I usually play guitar on harder expert, and Hell, I play yeah. drums on harder expert. Nice. So I'm quite the musician with video games. Yeah. <laughs> Not in real life. I did. I did have a drum set here though for a couple years, and then Amy gave it away to the local high school. The rock star? No, a real drum set. A pearl. Oh wow. Okay. Pearl drum set. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was I around when you had that? Probably not. Okay. No, I've been here. Been can you tell, here. like, would you play rock band? Can you, like, can you tell if the drumming beats that you're actually is, doing are actually yeah. legit? The drumming is translatable. The guitar strumming, yes, but frets and strings, no. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if you drumming, memorized the drum beats for that game and, and then played on a real drum set, you, it would... That's exactly what I did. Dude, I put, I put a TV over here and put fucking rock band on and played the real drums yeah. with the rock band notes going in front of me. And that's yeah, how yeah, I yeah. taught myself a little bit of drums. So maybe you could get the band because back the, together. The hi-hat's a hi-hat. The snare is a snare. The bass is a bass. There's a bass drum the on that? The toms and the toms. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have double bass. Oh, I bought, you have double bass I, I on bought that? a separate pedal and a splitter. That's <laughs> awesome. So I could do double bass. Yeah, so I could, wow. I could play Slipknot and stuff. There you go. Yeah. Man, like I said, maybe it's time to get that band back together. Yeah, it's been a long time. You could time. be drums now even, instead of even guitar. Even rock band, I haven't played in a couple of years. Yeah, I have. I've never. I think I tried it once, and I was like, "This is ridiculous," yeah. and I have no musical ability at all. So, mm-hmm. I remember, like when I was little, I wanted to learn how to play the guitar, and my mom, my mom was like, "Oh, well, I don't know what she was thinking, but she was like, you can't really play songs." So I think she was thinking like. You can't play like actual like I don't know music with just a guitar like it's, it's just a complimentary instrument. Like everything came out of the guitar, like all the sound. No, I think she just thought of it more as a complimentary thing that is just a small part of a band, and she couldn't. She wasn't oh, a right. huge music person herself, so I don't think she really got it. And at the time, I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense," and I never pursued it yeah. again ever. And maybe I should have, but my brother did, so and he got maybe self-taught, you know. Yeah. So he got pretty good. But. Sophie, we have a big keyboard upstairs, too. Sophie, my daughter, she yep. plays the keyboard. She teaches herself songs from straight music book, but oh, wow. also, like, YouTube videos and stuff like that. Yeah. She can actually read the music really well. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's something I'd, I'd like to learn to do one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When did That's you, cool. um, when did you, like, did you take lessons or you self-taught when it comes uh, to guitar? took guitar lessons. Okay. For, like, four or five years. At a young age? Yeah, I started pretty pretty out the gate. So this was with, so you first you took some piano lessons, but weren't finding it to be like yeah, the that niche was way that you before. Wanted to be That's right. like not part of the whole right. Like inspirationally, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah, I took guitar lessons until from like so I started really playing when I was like twelve. Okay. 
and then guitar lessons until I was like, I think like just turned 16. Yeah. And then my teacher was great. His name's Steve Johnson. He's great. He's, mm-hmm. he's a pretty local guy. Um, he, um, he would always get me playing out like from as early as he like deemed that it would be sem- somewhat responsible for him to get me to play with like yeah. a band or something. So like he really gave me the bug. Yeah. Cause like, I remember the first time I played, it was sweet child of mine. Yeah. And it was with his band. The, well, it was someone else's band, but the band he was in at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were a killing band and like it just went great so like yeah. whether it was my playing at the time or the band that boosted me up or right. a combination of both like it's great and it's just like yeah this is it you were hooked right I, just, I don't think i can do anything else anymore <laughs> do you like, think it was the fact that it was a live performance and that, that first real exposure to that that kind of sunk his teeth into you or were you already getting it before that uh i think i already had some sort of itch because whatever I would really do, I would want to try to, like, push it as far as it could go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, like, I mean, to this day, it's live performance. Like, I love recording, I love writing, I love all this stuff. But the show, like, yeah, that's it. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, I've, I've watched some of your videos. You post a lot of content on Instagram. Um, and can, it's good stuff. Where can somebody find him on Instagram? Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Hoffman is my artist name. You can find me on Spotify. It's Hoffman. Mm-hmm. And Instagram is Hoffman's username. It's one full thing. Mm-hmm. No spaces, no anything, just Hoffman's username. So. Is that your main social media account that you use to promote yourself? Yeah. I yeah. hate social media yeah, so, so much. I. So I can only <laughs> handle really one before I get really angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough. I mean, even us just trying to grow this podcast and trying to do different things on Instagram and YouTube and Spotify and all this different stuff. Yeah. Luckily, there's tools and resources, you know, like like Anchor. The I don't know if you've heard of Anchor. Anchor. No. Okay. So on Anchor, it's it, I think it's made by Spotify or built by Spotify. You upload your episode there, and then it takes the RSS feed, and you can link it to any other podcast or music platforms. So like, oh. like this show will be on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible. Huh. YouTube, and like two or three others, just by uploading it to one place. Well, I use a and thing called DistroKid. I okay. think I've heard of that too. Is it similar? Probably similar. So I'll get like I'll post it on DistroKid and it'll go to iTunes, Spotify, all yes. the things. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I yeah. need some. I can't. Well, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Everyone says TikTok, and I don't know. Now that's, TikTok. I think that's one thing. Uh, everyone says this. I can't do that. Like, yeah. I'm just like, just so much. Even for my real estate just, business, the I one just, thing I refuse to promote myself on is TikTok. Yeah, I just, just, I just can't do it. Yeah, like trying to keep up with Instagram and Facebook is enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I can barely keep up there. And you're you're much younger than us, so like the fact uh, that you're even overwhelmed by it. I'm just, I mean, I'm is, not a computer guy. Like, right. I'm not, I'm just yeah. not that guy either. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you do you have friends in the in the business that are like specialized in these types of you know promotions? Or I mean, are you all self promoted right now, or you do you have resources that you can use to help you? Uh, I've done some small campaigns of promotion, but it's it's all just me now. Like, yeah. I did something for my record, but uh, I, I don't really know how much it did. 
so right now like it's all me i'm trying to get people at the shows and just mm -hmm. continuing get keep the material flowing and like because like i i feel like it like it is very possible for something to happen i've seen it happen to friends of mine right it's just you know it's just got to be something big like it just is ha it just it's yeah yeah, yeah, especially you, if you, you want to make compete. it a career, right? Like it, it's you need yeah. a break at some point. Yeah, like I'm, I, I'm just not gonna be able to compete at a certain point if that's just the, you know, you know, or the right person at the right time sees right. the right song and the right performance. Precisely, uh, we're, we're kind of the stars all aligned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, exactly. when you're when you're primarily doing a lot of like gigs in in Brooklyn where you live, right? Like that's yeah. primarily where are you going into Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, Manhattan? All okay, yeah, yeah, largely Manhattan actually nowadays. Okay. And then are those, are you just, are you booking that with other artists or are you, because it seems like you are with the same artists a lot. Like they'll all, you kind of all are doing the same cycle of shows. Yeah. Just from what I can gather. And yeah. you're guest performing with a lot of those artists, right? Like, yeah. Okay. So you're not just performing your album or your music. You're also like as a yeah. guest well, I'm in, bassist or whatever. I'm in three bands. Okay. Um, and then... I jam with anyone who ever wants me to jam. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I got my main thing where I play bass and sing. It's Hoffman. Mm -hmm. uh, I play with a rapper uh, named yep. RTS Neutral. I've seen that. Yeah, he's, that's a duo. That's, that's awesome. That's a very that's cool dynamic. Who is that? It's very fun. RTS Neutral. The letters RTS and then the word neutral. You, you play bass with him, right? Is that pretty yeah. much what? Yeah, dude, it's cool. Like, he's yeah. rapping. It's almost like spoken word poetry kind like of that. style of rap. And then uh, you're just dropping bass lines that really add to the the flavor like of that. it. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. we come with come up with all those together, mm -hmm. and like it's great because I get to you know write the riffs and like do fun stuff, more percussive stuff. Yeah. Because in Hoffman I got a drummer, but here there's no drummer, so I can like, you know, really let things yeah happen. Uh, and then I played drums in a, in a band called Fast Casual, mm -hmm. and that's been very fun. It's been very fun too. Is Fast Casual you got stuff on Spotify as well? Um, they don't have stuff on Spotify, but the individual members, I believe, do. Mm -hmm. Um, Hanlon Miller, Conway Stoughton, um, Zach Kreischer, and Fred... I forget how to pronounce his last name. He's from England, but... Sorry, sorry Fred, girl, if you're watching. <laughs> I know he doesn't have stuff on Spotify, but he's a great dude. Yeah, so. yeah. Cool. Um, your band, did you... Where did you meet... Well, how many people are in it, first of all, at Hoffman? Three. Three. And then you primarily play bass in that as well? Yeah, bass and vocals, and I write all the songs. Right. When did you get into the writing process? How did you start writing music? Hmm. I was, I've been writing, probably started writing not, maybe like two years after I started playing. Just pretty quick. Dabbling around with riffs and mm -hmm. stuff. Nothing really serious. Okay. Um, but I always loved, like, I always loved Sgt. Peppers, and I loved, yeah. like, you know, Queen of the Stone Age songs for the deaf. I always loved yep. like, like a record, like a full record, not like because there's records that are more compilations, and then there's records that are like, oh wow, these songs mean different things in the context of the whole forty-minute thing. So I always loved that, and I was messing around like growing up, and then I would start bands, and it didn't really get. I would say I didn't really become a serious writer until probably the back end of 2020 mm -hmm. um i was no it's probably 2019 so i met uh my 
one of my mentors, been lucky to have a couple mentors, but my yeah. mentor who got me to move to New York, Mark Blatt, mm -hmm. um, great dude. He, um, he put me on a crazy writing regimen in 2019. Um, and I just, I couldn't write a good song. I okay. just couldn't write something good. Yeah. I would write, so I had to write 40 song titles and 10 songs a week. Wow. And I did that for <laughs> six weeks, six or eight weeks. And basically I'd send it all to him via email and then I'd get back like, you know, he'd have like maybe a title and like three individual lines of songs yeah. marked in red. Yeah. And he's like, these are good. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all right. And then be like, more like this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I don't really get it. And then I wasn't really getting it. And uh -huh. I was like, okay, write with this dude. So I wrote with this dude for a little while. And then that wound up like going its own way in, in 2020. And eventually, uh, by this point, I had moved to New York. Uh -huh. And at that point, I was like alone again. And I'm like, well, shit, I moved to New York. Like, if I'm not writing, like, the the guy I was writing with is doing his own thing at this point, yeah. and that was taken off. So I'm like, well, if I can't write with this guy enough, I got to do it, or yeah. else I'm going to move out of New York because I don't need to live in New York for right. any other reason other than this. I barely even like it. So, like, <laughs> I, I can't breathe. I, so I, I need big cities. Yeah. yeah, I can't stand yeah. big cities. It's a lot. It's a I, lot. I don't like people. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I don't really like people either. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're, you seem to be a pretty simple, yeah, you know, like, quiet dude who just likes to I do his like own to thing. To be in the woods, like yeah. I like to invite people over. Yeah. Like I pick people. And yeah. Like I don't want anybody else. Yeah. Like, yeah, the city's cool. yeah, the <laughs> city's not the best place to be for that. No. So I, I I could see how it would be a struggle for you, you know, to to find that balance. But yeah, I mean, the biggest reason to be there, I guess, is the exposure and just the the proximity to opportunity. Really, it is. You know, I grew up in the middle of the woods, and my mentor is like, look. Like, I know you love being in the woods, but, like, no one's going to hear your music. Like, you play a show out there. It means something different than playing one in New York. That's true. And you yeah. need to live there so that, like, your average show mm -hmm. takes place in New York City. Because that means something different. Yeah. And, like, I didn't really realize that until more recently. But now I totally get it. But anyway, so it was uh, end of 2020, uh, and I'm, like, like, a team of one once again. And I'm like, shit, I gotta figure this out. So I reach out to my mentor again, and I'm like, I gotta do this. Yeah. So like, let's do it. What is it? What do you, what's the regimen? And he just gave me the regimen again. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just kept writing. And my goal was I want to be able to write 10 songs a day. Wow. And just music or lyrics as well? Just lyrics. Oh, just lyrics. Just okay. lyrics, because that's okay. where I was lacking. Okay. It's um, almost tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Seems that way, I would yeah. think, right? It definitely was. Definitely was. So I wasn't going to reach out to him until I had completed one. So I did one, and that took me about a month. And then I finally reached out, and I was like, okay, I wrote, I finished this. Okay, mm -hmm. how is it? And he's like, bad. I'm like, okay, great, cool. <laughs> so then the next one took me like maybe two days. I was like, okay, cool. And then the next one took me a day. And then it was another one the next day. And then the next day I got to like one and a half yeah and i'd be up until like midnight doing these things because you're putting the work in for sure yeah, yeah like mm -hmm. it would i would be working all day on this mm -hmm. 
like I, my alarm was set for nine, I would get up, go to the cafe on my corner, get a cup of coffee, and then sit down with my book and stay at the cafe until about three in the afternoon. Yep. Go up to the write that entire time, go up to my apartment, write until I went to sleep, mm -hmm. and then eventually. So then it was two, and then it was three in a day, and then in a couple of days at like four, and then it got finally got up to ten, wow. and then it was ten by midnight, and then I got it down to ten by like ten, and then ten by like okay. eight o'clock, and then. And then a song started taking like 20 minutes to write. Which, you put in just great wow. though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hundreds of songs. I've, yeah. I've probably, I, I, I mean, I've, you know, most of them are bad, but that's why you write so many. Right. Yeah. Like, it's trial and error. Yeah. So got there and um, yeah, eventually, eventually I wrote something that was just like, it was really clunky, like the lyrics weren't smooth or anything, but they were all true, and it was just kind of autobiographical. Yep. And finally sent that to him, um, and he's like, this is good. Okay. Okay. That must have meant a lot. Yeah, to I hear was that. like, Fuck, that was, finally. That was my next question, yeah. actually. Yeah. If you're writing all these songs, did you find that the best ones came from personal experience, personal life, rather than just like muscle memory of writing lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. Muscle memory doesn't really work. It has to be true. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily personal experience, though some are. Um, but it ha it just has to be true. Like, you have to believe it for real. It has to be honest. I mean, yeah. that's the, the best music is honest music, right? Like, Which yeah. is why when I mean, we've had discussions about, you know, music is so, you know, subjective but our frustration comes when people just take music like because it's it's accessible and yeah. that's that's what the radio has on therefore that's what i like and yeah, and right. some of that stuff has been so processed and overproduced and has been made just for the sole purpose of getting on the radio usually exactly. usually an agenda behind it mm -hmm. and it just yeah. takes away from the authenticity of it and the honesty of it which is what i personally look for in music now conversely it's harder to be successful that way i would think too because you always hear the term sell out. Like at what point do, do musicians decide, look, I got to sell out if I want to continue to do this. But it's like you're selling your soul to the devil in a sense because now you're losing a lot of that creativity and honesty that is what made you even recognizable in the first place. So that's a hard thing to balance, I would think, for an aspiring musician. Yeah. Very. I'm kind of at that crossroads at this point. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of ways uh, musicians make money nowadays is through, uh, you guys know what music synchronization is? I don't. I can't say that I'm familiar with that now. So that's the term. Basically, what it is is music placement. Okay. So anywhere from a video game, you know, getting a song, Guitar Hero, mm. to getting a song and a okay. Coca-Cola ad. Gotcha. Anything. Um, those are good checks, yeah. and generally, like, so I was just at a conference in Los Angeles for that, where there were a lot okay. of a few, ex a, a good number of executives. Um, who like do all the placement and everything and then a lot of artists and like there were some artists there who definitely they want to write to get placed and that's not really what even yeah. executives are looking for now okay they want executives want genuine voices because that's what sells products. Mm -hmm. But then you have someone like me who generally like 
lyrics to write like anti-consumerist honest <laughs> music it's like yeah you know i don't know how that's gonna fit in but yeah. like you know i made a connection and we're talking and like staying in touch and hopefully i'll write the right song right. and she'll have the right project at the right time mm -hmm. yeah. you know and if at the end of the day maybe that just becomes something that supplements your ability to continue the pursuit of what you really want to do musically exactly um so if you can yeah if you can well, find your ideally, way ideally i wouldn't be doing anything different ideally okay. i'm just writing the songs yeah, you're writing and they're you waiting for the hits you're to come writing, along you're writing from your feelings from your your truth and your stories even mm -hmm. if it's someone else's story yeah. still your perception and your creation yeah someone else just all of a sudden says well i like this bmw just came out with this new awesome paint job mm -hmm. that is made up of like tiny teeny tiny flecks of paint and led lights that can actually yeah. change colors so now i want to use the reflection song for a bmw commercial yeah. exactly exactly yeah. that's Fucking ideally genius. what happens yeah, 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 yeah. ideally yeah so bmw if you're watching Right. There you go. There's an yeah, idea for you. That one's for free. Yeah. The next yeah. one we charge next you for. One we no, 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 you got to pay me. <laughs> Find us. Hey, pay him. Yeah, you got to pay him. He created it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't. I wasn't really aware of that, you know, being a thing. You, I think you had mentioned it to me one of the last times I had seen you, because um, you had you had kind of tied it into the fact of like almost like not like a jingle, but like it is essentially selling your. No, they basically replace jingles. Yep. Jingles don't really exist yeah. anymore. Right. Yeah. 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 Like I like. My best friend's dad is a massive jingle singer yeah. in, the, in the 80s. Did he do the Cars for Kids commercial, which has been on for a thousand years? <laughs> no, he didn't do Cars, cars for Kids. He did, um, he's done like Miller Beer. He's, he's done, oh, um, like, he did U.S. Army. He did the Navy. He did, he sang yeah. Hands Across America. Like, yeah. like my mentor wrote it. I met, I met my mentor through him. And, um, but, yeah, that whole industry is mm -hmm. not there because now advertisers want, like, real songs yep right to advertise and it's like these things are kind of in direct contradiction to each other kind of yeah but there's like you know it's a, it's a really weird landscape it's it a is. really weird landscape mm -hmm. like it's it's evolving too the more technology is involved and and then i i guess the more you have to like the more diluted this industry becomes Hey, sorry to cut you short. Thanks for watching part one of our interview special with Jake Hoffman. Be sure to catch part two. Like, subscribe, check out Jake on Instagram and Spotify. Thanks.